0: This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm.
1: I have a personal announcement, though. Uh, I'm placing a personal bounty on the head of Tim McCracken. He's the coach and chief punk on that Syracuse team. A, a bounty? Yeah. A hundred bucks of my own money for the first of my men that really nails that creep. Uh, that's 8 o'clock at the War Memorial, the uh, Syracuse, and the all-new Charleston Chiefs. Thanks, Rich. Yeah, not to worry, kid.
3: Which playoff to you is the most exciting? Some people will say that the NFL is exciting and their playoff structure. And to me, most NFL playoff games are fun to watch. Major League Baseball. Yeah, playoffs are fun. NBA. I really don't think the NBA playoffs are really that exciting. To me, the NBA game is the same as it is in the regular season. NHL? It's just a different type of game. The intensity goes to a much higher level. And unlike some other sports, it can be three to nothing, two to nothing, four to one, and you can still have a great, great game. A lot of other sports aren't that way. So, what do you guys think? Which is your favorite playoffs? Let me know at Drop Hockey Show on Twitter. You can email me at lanced at droppodcast.com. Now let's get back to talking some Blues hockey. The Blues did not play great in Game 5 for the first couple periods. Winnipeg was ahead 2 to nothing. The Blues fought back. They had a great third period. Goals from Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Shin, and then the game winner from Jaden Schwartz to give the Blues a big 3-2 win. Jaden Schwartz comes out in Game 6 and gets another goal just 23 seconds in. To give the Blues an early one-to-nothing lead.
1: This one sent around the back of Pennington. And it's chipped out of the zone by Sunquist foot race, and it's Dustin Bufflin ahead of Schwartz. Played it though right to Shen. Shen driving in the backhand! He scores! A race onto the puck started by Jaden Schwartz onto Bufflin! positioning behind by shen will pick up the loose puck and now shen's going to drive it to the net hellebuck loses this on the short side that can't go in that's a bad goal by hellebuck as shen shovels this behind him the puck will pop behind into the crease Jaden schwartz who scored at the 1945 mark of the third period in game five scores early in game six what a dream start
3: bufflin has a chance to get the puck out I thought he was a little lazy on the play. Just whacks at it into the boards. There's Shin. Shin puts the shot on net. He actually does beat Buck. It goes behind him, but it's not yet over the goal line. Right there's Jaden Schwartz, the hero of Game 5, and he puts it in. Just some hard work on that goal all around. That goal was just 23 seconds in. That was Schwartz's second of the playoffs, and Shin gets his second assist. The first period would end that way with the Blues winning one to nothing. Shots on goal, the Blues had 11, Winnipeg had 5, and my goodness, the Blues dominated. Jordan Bennington didn't face any really hard shots in that first period. Great defense, the offense was tenacious, and the Blues go out of the first period up. Going into the second period, more domination by the Blues. 16 shots on goal to 1. Can you believe that? 16 to 1. They would get a power play, and just a little under 13 minutes in, guess who? Jaden Schwartz would score on the power play to give the Blues a 2 to 0 lead.
1: Maroon, right side, Thomas. Here's Dunn straight away. Slides it. Bozak, one timer misfired by Schwartz. Bozak, right back again. Schwartz scores! <laughs> Slot. it's a mass of humanity hellebuck saying i can't even move in here touch of maroon another touch look his gloves up in maroon's left arm he's tied up with patrick maroon that does not matter this is a power play goal Jaden schwartz has come alive
3: schwartz takes the initial shot misfires bozak gets it gets it back to schwartz Schwartz didn't miss this time, and he puts the Blues up two to nothing. That goal by Schwartz would be his third of the playoffs. That goal was assisted by Dunn, his second of the playoffs, and Bozak also gets an assist, his second of the playoffs. Power play goal, 12 minutes, 36 seconds in. I don't think I've seen a more dominant period in all of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs this year and i have watched a lot of hockey. Going into the third period, the Blues need to keep after them. They still need to play strong defense like they have all game, but keep it tight. Continue to put pressure on Winnipeg, and that's what they did at the first part of the period. And Jaden Schwartz would get the hat trick to make it three to nothing
1: for the Providence Bruins, awkwardly with the blues-colored gear and the black and yellow sweater, as they couldn't even find a home from in the American Hockey League. As Schwartz cuts to the slot, Jaden Schwartz scores a hat trick. Schwartz 23 seconds into the first period he's on the board he scores a power play goal in the second period now he gets a two on one he holds the puck into the middle of the ice and it looks like the play is the backdoor pass to Shen he freezes Hellebuck and beats him on the blocker side and the ice is littered with hats as Jaden Schwartz has a three goal game here in game six have yourself a night Jaden Schwartz He had options, but when you're shooting the way he is, the best one is on the end of his stick.
3: Some hard work to get the puck out of their own end. It gets to Jaden Schwartz. He brings it over the blue line, holds onto it for a second, kind of fakes out Dustin Bufflin. Bufflin slides thinking he's going to go one way and then tries to slap his stick at him. Schwartz keeps heading to the stick side of Hellebuck. On his glove side, he's got Shin wide open. I think Connor Hellebuck thought he was going to go to Shin, but he didn't. He kept the puck and puts it right past him and gets the hat trick. Are you guys like me? Do you ever see all those hats on the ice and think, I wonder what they do with those hats? Well, I, I know what they do to them. They, they give them to charity or they sell them off for charity. It's just a thought that's come to my mind. Just imagine if you could get a couple hats from every time somebody got a hat trick. You could have a huge, huge collection. Anyway, Schwartz gets his fourth goal of the playoffs. O'Reilly gets his second assist. Petrangelo gets his sixth assist. Three minutes, 55 seconds in the blues are dominating at 3 to nothing. I thought for the next 5 6 minutes they continued that domination. But I thought towards the end of that time they kind of started standing around a little bit and Dustin Bufflin who made two key huge mistakes on the second and third goals that Schwartz scored finally gets the Jets on the scoreboard with his second goal of the playoffs.
1: Picked up by Truba, he'll back up while the Jets complete a line change with under eight minutes to go. Sunquist lost his stick of the play as Winnipeg steps in. Here's a shot by Hayes, rebound, they score! Right in front, and Winnipeg's on the board with 7.43 remaining. Great move by
4: Hayes through the middle of the ice. The pile drives, and it's the one-timer again. Get a hard shot to the net. And Dustin Bufflin, who drives down low, activated once again. Every time he does, it's a factory. creates something. And there's some life on the Winnipeg bench. Huge goal for them.
3: Sunquist lost his stick and had to go to the bench. The Jets enter the zone. Hayes takes the initial shot. Bennington cannot hold onto to the puck. The rebound comes out, and there's Dustin Bufflin to get the Jets on the scoreboard with the first goal of the game for them. That was Dustin Bufflin's second goal of the playoffs. Hayes gets his first assist. Cobb gets his fifth assist. 12 minutes, 17 seconds in. The Jets are now down by two. After this point, the Blues didn't play terrible, but I don't think they had that same intensity that they had in the first two periods and the first part of the third period. They just kind of stood on their heels a little bit and thought the Jets weren't going to come back and do anything. Well, the Blues got a power play on just a stupid penalty by the Jets. You think maybe the Blues can get another goal? No, it made it a little bit scary. Brian Little would make it three to two With just 38 seconds left in the game
1: pull back for bufflin his pass knocked down by shed bufflin blocks that in for parole parole in. they score 36 seconds remaining and the jets have made it
4: a one goal game this just keeps getting better i'll tell you both of these teams just won't go away when you think the game's over it's never over 36 seconds on the clock. I do believe a little bit trickled down after the goal was scored. I looked up to see how much time was on the clock. What a move by Perot. And again, getting Bennington to move. It's Little that drives to the net. Five on five. Goalie pulled open net and Little bangs it home. With just over 36 seconds on the clock. Terrific pass
3: for Perot. Buffling gets the puck, gives it to Perot. Perot skates right in on Bennington. The Blues defense is basically. Standing around, they're not moving hardly at all. Perot gets a puck to Brian Little. Not much that Jordan Bennington can do, and it's 3-2. to two. That goal by Little would be his first of the playoffs. Perot gets a second assist. Bufflin gets his sixth assist. 19 minutes, 22 seconds in. Shorthanded goal, 3-2. to two. But fortunate for us, there wasn't much time for them to really keep their momentum going, and the Jets were unable to score a goal. Blues win the series four games to two. Let's go over the stats of the game. The Blues had 36 shots on goal to the Jets, 20. The Blues won the face-off battle, 52% to 48%. The Blues were 1 for 4 in the power play. The Jets were 0 for 1. The Blues outhit the Jets, 28 to 17. Blocks were pretty even. The Jets had 16. The Blues had 15 giveaways. The Blues had 11. And the Jets had 8. Let's go ahead and head to the post-game interviews. We're going to hear from Jaden Schwartz, the star of the game. Bennington. Maroon, and then of course Coach Craig Barube to finish out the interviews.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, we just we played a great team team game today. Um, we we didn't give them much. We we worked our butts off. We uh, our D were great. I thought our forwards back checked really hard, and yeah. uh, we frustrated them. And um, you know that was the uh, biggest game of the year for us, and, and we did a great job. We uh, we played aggressive, and, and we were on our toes.
5: You scored on the first shift, but, I mean. You just tell right from the get-go that you guys were, were, were going to be relentless and aggressive and on your toes.
0: Yeah, you want to have that positive mindset for sure. Um, you know, the first two games at home didn't go as planned, and <clears throat> we want to be aggressive. You don't want to sit back against these guys. They got a lot of good players, and um, we know it's a long game. Though I think they scored first shift in, in their building, so um, you kind of learn as you go that uh, you got to put in a full sixty for sure.
5: So on a personal level, what does a game like that mean to clinch a series? You know, for you personally.
0: Yeah, like I said, whenever you can step up and help the team out, it's nice. And um, we're we're a team that uh, it seems like every game we got different guys stepping up in different ways, and and that's why we're uh, so successful.
3: Does this just feel like an extension of the third period in game five?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Uh, You know, we knew how we wanted to play, and uh, we wanted to execute that game plan, and um, we did a good job of of carrying it over.
3: Jane, did you have a monster What were you telling yourself in your mind before puck dropped tonight?
0: Uh, I don't know, um, just was focused and ready, and we obviously, everyone knew how big of a game it was, and uh, when you're on the ice, <laughs> you don't really think too much, you're just, uh, like I said, you're focused and you're ready, and um, obviously when you, you score for a shift, uh, it's a good feeling for everyone.
4: And you've had so many opportunities, did the, the winner
6: the other night change anything for you? We always talk about you being close, and once you get one...
0: Yeah, um it seems to work like that a lot. Uh sometimes when pucks aren't going in you just the net doesn't seem as big and when you get a bounce or you get a break sometimes you can just carry that over and and it's almost like the, the net seems bigger and um you know I think everyone would tell you that confidence in this or in any sport is, is big.
2: That's that's one series and it was good to uh win in front of our home crowd here after. we're excited and uh we're gonna take a little rest here and then prepare for next series.
5: Schwartzy. Sorry.
2: Schwartzy, what a boss! Yeah, he's a man. Uh, he's playing great, and his, his beard looks pretty good on him too.
5: Jordan, can you imagine? Could you have imagined the guys in front of you just textbook playing the way they did tonight, in, in all three zones? Really, is that as good as you guys have played this series?
2: Yeah, that was incredible. Um, they made it, uh, you know, pretty easy on me for the for the most part, and um, we played great, and it was fun to watch back there. And um, you know, we were relentless the whole game. In, in the room, everyone was excited, and and positive and believed in each other. So, um, that's a great win.
5: You feel like you just fed off what you guys did in that third period of game five?
2: Yeah, you could say that. Uh, Obviously, it was our last period and then we played a great game here tonight. So, you know, read it out how you want to. But, um, you know, that was a big, big game. It wasn't easy and uh, we prepared, um, prepared well and and believed in each other. And uh, it was a great outcome for us. I had to lead all three times and we found ways just to keep
4: playing, sticking with it. We knew we were going to crack. That kind of deflated them, you know, scoring that goal 15 seconds left. So we talked about having good back pressure, having good gaps and making sure we get the first goal. And just, you know, when you get the first goal, you kind of, I don't know what they're saying over there, but you think you have them at that time because, you know, of what happened the last game. So we did, got the second goal and we kept sticking with it, got the third goal. So. We did a really good job. We were really stingy tonight. Back pressure was great. Gaps are great. Defenses is close quick, break, broke out the puck quick, and we did a good job.
6: One of the old axioms of hockey is you got to play 60 minutes and <laughs> you're pretty close
4: tonight. Yeah, I thought we did a play full 60 but the last two minutes <laughs> <laughs> it was very scary, uh, especially with 30, 36 seconds left on the clock. They're a team that's resilient. They never give up. They have, two, they have a lot of high power offensive players, especially on the back end that can skate it in. And we made it close and interesting, but O'Reilly had a heck of a faceoff. Steen came out and blocked the shot, got it out. So, those were, that's a, that's a big one for us.
5: Mate, you've, watched, you've watched Schwartz all year long. I mean, you feel like there's you feel bad for a guy that didn't maybe put up the numbers that he wanted to, considering how hard he continued to work day in and day out.
4: Absolutely, I feel bad for him. Um, he's a 25 goal scorer in this league, and he's going to score 25 again. He might score 30. Uh, good players go through. You know, a hard time sometimes. And unfortunately, he went through a hard time this year. But if you saw in his game, every night he brought it. He, His energy, you know, uh, the way he plays the game. He plays it hard every single night. And he, he's getting rewarded right now. And it's so good to see. And I'm happy for him. And he's a big part of this team. And he's going to be a huge part down the stretch. So he played a heck of a game, heck of a game. I mean, he had a really good series all around. So um, you know, people do it. but. Uh, I think the playoffs matters. Season's over, so I'm sure he's having a good time right now.
5: Do you think there was a carryover effect from what happened at the end of Game Five?
6: Well, we talked about bringing that momentum from the third period of Game Five, and I think that the guys did. You know, um, we mentioned it um, yesterday, talked today again about it. So, um, you know, I think that's they carried the momentum over to this game, and they had good energy, and uh, you know, played hard. You know, just it's a hard it's a hard game out there.
5: Did that first shift though? I mean, obviously scoring on it, but that did that just really set the tone for everybody yeah, else.
6: Yeah, You know, I thought that Shen Shen's line um, carried over from the last game. Got it in, worked, just got pucks in the net and and battled around there and got a goal. What
5: what has gotten into Jaden Schwartz, and how happy are you for him?
6: Yeah, well, we're all happy for him. Um, He's an important player. You know, sometimes it just pucks just don't go in. It's not from a lack of chances, but I think that uh, he ramped his game up the last couple of games. I think that, uh, you know, getting to the gritty areas a little a mo- little bit more, and, um, you know, he was rewarded tonight with a hat-trick, obviously a big goal last game, being around the net. Greg normally because... Every playoff team is so good, there are ebbs and flows to a game. This, this game, you guys
1: really took it to him. If you could script out a game, how close is this to, to what you would want?
6: Well, that's pretty good. I mean, it got a little tighter than we wanted, that's for sure, I'll tell you that. But, uh, you know, 50 minutes or more, we were pretty dominant. You've had Schwartz and
5: Shen play together before, but what makes the two of them click together like they do?
6: I think they have they're, you know, good chemistry together. They know each other well. They've been they known each other for you know, since they were young. Um, you know, they they're just friends and they're, you know, tight. Um and they get on the ice and they have good chemistry together. That's you know, that's um they wanna to play together, you know. And I think wanting to play together and they're both workers and they get in there and they work together, you know, and it's, it's important. They have, you know, a couple guys that are, you know, working together on the ice all the time and they do that.
5: Biddington faced a lot in the series on the ice and off with the, the Twitter stuff. He gets run, run over by Shifley at the start of the game, the chance, the booing. Uh, What did he show you in terms of just staying with it and staying composed?
6: Yeah, that's it, composed. He's been uh, composed for quite some time, you know, mentally um, never, you know, getting out of character, you know, just even keeled, just like our team. You know, that's what we talk about all the time, staying even keeled. Ups and downs are going to happen and stay with it, and he's done that. That's exactly what he's done.
5: What's one thing that this series showed you about your team that you like a lot more about your team now, having watched it through a playoff series?
6: Well, I don't know if – I think that they're a relentless bunch. I think they, um, you know, they don't quit, just, just keep going. They're, they're a tight group in there. They um, they really play for each other. We talk about working and playing for each other on the ice all the time. And that's what they do. All right, thanks. Oh. oh. Uh,
5: defensively, to, to limit a team like that to six shots through two periods, uh, uh, I mean – and especially shutting down that that top line. How, how did how did that happen?
6: Well, five guys on the ice that, who was out there at the time, just you know, working together to do a good job. You know, you got to have tight gaps, and and your forwards have to reload, which we did fantastic job tonight. Um, back checking and the D have tight gaps. There's nowhere to go. It's tight, and it's frustrating for the other team.
5: Greg, you mentioned it. at the end of the regular season just how proud of you were of this group from where they were and to where they finished and now to keep adding to this uh, just adds yeah. to how proud you are of well this, yeah
6: we we all have a goal in mind and um you know that's we got through one part of it you know basically you know we wanted to get into playoffs which we did and you know we we ended up uh, beating a real good hockey team over there Winnipeg the Jets and now we're moving on and we'll move on to the next opponent and that's where we're at right now. Craig, even though you'd had success there, how important was it to get game six here and avoid game seven there? Well, it's really important. I mean, to go back there, that's a tough building to play in. We played well there, though. But it's still its a tough building to play in. And, um, you know, it's not something you want to you want to mess with. But um, I think, like I said, guys really um, carried the momentum over from game five. And, uh, you know, we ended up, unfortunately, winning the game here at home.
5: You're going to get a few days now here as you wait for that other series to wrap up. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for
6: you? <clears throat> I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> Make the best of it. Do what you have to do. Guys can heal up a little bit. you got to stay focused. you got to you know, practice and do the right things. But uh, it is what it is. So to say it's a good thing or a bad thing, it is what it is. So you just deal with it and, and uh, be prepared. That's all.
3: Thanks. Let's see. Takeaways from the game. Wow, the Blues were good for the first two periods and about eight minutes of the third period. They were dominant. And the Jets didn't play bad. It was just the fact the Blues played so much better. So much pressure on Hellebuck and not a ton of pressure on Jordan Bennington. It was just amazing. Six shots in two periods. That's crazy. People want to give Jordan Bennington all the credit for the turnaround. And I'm not taking anything away from him. But the defense is not getting enough praise. This defense, time and time again, since Bennington has become the starter, has had games with under 26 shots. Very few games with over 30 shots. A lot of the games, 25, 26, 27 shots, 20 shots, 22 shots. When your defense only allows six shots in two periods and 20 shots overall, As a goaltender, you're happy. Yeah, sometimes it's kind of hard to sit back there and you might get a little bit bored and some people might think you're not as sharp. But I'm sure if you ask Jordan Bennington, would he rather face 20 shots or would he rather face 45 shots? I think he's going to say 20, don't you? A lot of people were hating on Jaden Schwartz in the regular season. I kept saying, yeah, he does need to score. But if you watch him, the effort's there. That wasn't good enough for a lot of people. And it's very funny to me how the same people that bashed this guy and wanted him traded at the trade deadline, which was going to be impossible with his salary. Then all of a sudden, oh, I knew Jaden Schwartz would be great. I just find that so funny. We need scoring from everybody if this team is going to be successful in the second round, and if they get past the second round all the way to the Stanley Cup. It's so nice to see Jaden Schwartz get four goals in two games. It can't happen to a better, nicer guy. Beginning of the season. Very few guys in my mind were showing the effort. And Jaden Schwartz was one of those guys that was showing the effort. And now in these last two games, he's played great. But overall, as Berube said, Jaden Schwartz had a good series. He could have very easily come out of the series with five or six goals. That's how good he's played. Jordan Bennington, they wouldn't have won this series without him. He had a bad game in that 6-3 to three game. He didn't get the rebound in overtime in the fourth game. And the Winnipeg Jets won that game. But overall, he's had a very, very good series. And he's been great when the Blues needed him to be. That's all you can ask of a goaltender. There's been a lot of talk of people, oh, I I don't want to face the Dallas Stars. You know, we've just dominated the Predators this year. And the Predators aren't very good. I'm sorry, guys. The Predators won our conference. They may not have played well at the end of the year, but they won the conference. They're not a bad team the way a lot of these people are going on. Like it might be an easy series if the Blues end up playing the Predators. It's not going to be an easy series either way, whether it's the Stars or the Predators. And in all honesty, as Blues fans, do you want to go down to Nashville and hear the Hey You Suck chant every time Bennington gives up a goal? I don't want to hear that. And I also think the Blues match up pretty good against both teams. And I understand why people don't want to play Dallas. I really do. So we'll just have to wait and see. I'm sure it's going to be an exciting game. And whoever they play, I'm sure the Blues are going to play well. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, let's go Blues! Thank
2: you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google
3: Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance Descott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about lineup media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues!